This podcast contains explosive content and polarizing views and opinions. Listen to discretion is advised. You have been warned. What's up, everyone, and welcome back to Dead Behind the Eyes podcast. In this episode, we're going to try and stay away from what I would call the main news stories and try and get some more of the weird stuff. So we've got UFOs, we've got the monoliths, we've got Adolf Hitler, and is Jeffrey Epstein still alive? Don't know. Stay tuned to find out. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Dead Behind the Eyes podcast and this episode of The Broadsheet. Going to start with some housekeeping. Now if anyone follows me they know that I didn't put an episode out on Friday and for that I am sorry. There were things that are out of my control. I couldn't put the episode out. There will be that episode out this Friday but you still got this week's broadsheet so hopefully it's not too upsetting for people and of course like every week i better start it by just saying that yes my nfl team lost again of course yeah i support the jacksville jaguars we won the first game of the season and lost every game since at least this one went overtime though so we'd seem to be getting a little bit better we're just playing for the number one overall pick i think but the thing is i wouldn't even know where to place that person and as we're talking a sport we might as well talk about the f1 at the weekend so we're still at Bahrain, but we was at the short circuit of Bahrain, which is just a, a 54 second lap. So this week we had the fastest lap ever in F1 and the first time that a lap has been sub 60. But of course, the big story was Lewis Hamilton not racing because he tested positive for COVID. So there was a bit of a back and forth between everyone, like who's going to fill his seat while he's away. You've got, oh, could it be Nico Hulkenberg? Because he filled in for for racing point and no it was, uh, it's probably just going to be the mercedes reserve driver like gutierrez or, or stoffel van dorn no it was george russell so williams actually released george russell to be able to race for mercedes and the reason why that deal sort of went through as well is that toto wolf manages george so it made it easier for that deal to go through but i was really excited i was so excited that george was in that car george was in a mercedes you know he Every single week, he outperforms what that Williams car is predicted to be able to do. So even the Mercedes, he should have just fucked off and left everyone behind. And he sort of did. So he locked out FP1 and 2 with the fastest time. In qualifying, he did qualify second behind Valtteri Bottas, but it was only 26 hundredths of a second. So that is 0.026 of a second behind him. So basically on par. Then in the race... Great start, got first. Then there was a safety car. People were thinking, oh, how's George going to react to restarting a safety car? Of course, he had done it in, in uh, F3 and F2. He managed it really well, kept the lead, pulled out a lead again, and then the pit stops happened. So it was a virtual safety car. So with that, the, the whole field was at a, was stagnated because, you know, they get locked to a certain speed. So Mercedes decided to double stack the drivers. So that means where the first person comes in and the second person comes in straight behind them and just has to wait a little bit while the first person goes. Well, they ended up putting Valtteri Bottas' tyres on George's car. And then they will put 
some of George's tyres on Bottas's car. Now, for Bottas, the wheelman realised what had happened and they put his hold. The wheelman had recognised what had happened and put their... The wheelman had recognised what had happened and put Bottas's old hard tyres back on the car. But George was already out, so he had to pit again and put the right tyres on, because otherwise he would have got a penalty. And he... So that means he started behind Bottas. Now, when we started again, he went good. Like, he went... He managed to get all the way up to second and was looking for the win again. Looked like, yeah, he was going to race down Perez and he was going to pass him. Then he got a puncture. Got a puncture through debris on the track. He had to pit again. They put another set of tyres on him. They put softs on him this time, so they even faster tyre. But he was all the way down in 15th, I think it was. He managed to race his way through the pack. He had the fastest lap, but that wouldn't have mattered if he hadn't got into the top 10, because otherwise you don't get the extra point for it. And he managed to get ninth in the end. So, yes, this was George Russell's first ever F1 points. Managed to get three of them, but it was a bit of a sour taste in his mouth, I think, because it was his race to lose. And he lost through no fault of his own. It was good to see three different drivers on the podium. Of course, we've seen Perez before, but we hadn't seen him ever on the top step. So that was good to see. But George should have won that. And talking of Perez, I don't know how that man has, at the moment, got fourth in the driver's championship. So statistically, he is the fourth best driver on that grid. And nobody has offered him a job next year. How is that possible? Can you imagine in football being the fourth best player in the world and then your contract expires and no one signs you? Like that would just be mental. But that's the problem with F1. It's politics. There's so much. How much money can you bring into the team? All that sort of bollocks. So you never see who the best one is. Right now, I did promise people a whole episode of weird news. And I think I've got some pretty weird news. And I want to start with this one, which is Jeffrey Epstein is still alive and plotting. So this is a conspiracy theory that has sort of come out and gained some traction of alleged of alleged sightings of him, despite apparently, I'm going to say allegedly, because, you know, I don't know any facts. I didn't see his dead body. Allegedly finding him dead in his cell and the cause of death was suicide by hanging. And that was on August 10th last year. But the first conspiracy theory to come out with that was, was he murdered? Now, I think I've mentioned Jeffrey before in a broadsheet, and I said I'm going to do an episode of him, which I will do in the end. But this is has been in a lot of the news. But it seems like whenever there's someone who is so infamous dies, you know, you've got Tupac, Michael Jackson, Elvis Presley, like everyone sees them still after they died. I don't know whether that's how people grieve on on something, but I don't know who would want to see Jeffrey Epstein alive. So this one comes as he was allegedly spotted at his ranch in New Mexico. And at that ranch, it's alleged that that's where he raped and abused some of his victims. And according to sources speaking to the New York Times, Epstein has revealed his plans to, quote, Seed the human race with his DNA by impregnating women at his vast New Mexico ranch, end quote. So it seems like this geezer, if this, if this is all true, he raped and abused children and women. He got found out, got convicted of it, got murdered or committed suicide. That was all fake. He's got his life back, decides to do it all over again. But this has just got fishy written all over it. 
you know, of, of his actual death. But I don't know if they actually test DNA to actually make sure that is the person or they just do a, a visual confirmation. But this guy, but certain events seems to be allowed to happen, which could have been faking or actually killing or just allowing him to commit suicide. And like I said, I'll go into it deeper, but, you know, the basic points are just he should have had a guard that checked up on him in 30 minutes. Never did that. He had video cameras outside his cell. They mysteriously malfunctioned exactly at the time he was supposed to die. There was no backup of that video on any servers. Now it was just fucked. From one massive cunt to another, we have Adolf Hitler. But not the Adolf Hitler that, uh, that was the dictator of Germany. This is the Adolf Hitler who has won a local election in Namibia. Now you're probably thinking, how the fuck has Adolf Hitler won a local election in Namibia? And also, if it's not the Adolf Hitler, why the fuck would you name your kid Adolf Hitler? But a politician in Namibia named Adolf Hitler has won a local election. He says that he has no plans for world domination and that he's just an all-round good guy, apparently. Adolf spoke to a German newspaper and he said that his father had picked the name and was likely unaware of Adolf Hitler's infamous role in history. Now, Namibia was a former German colony from... 1884 to 1915 meaning that the name Adolf or something like Adolf probably was quite common however there is no way that you don't know about Adolf Hitler so it's actually Adolf is his first name Hitler is his second name and his third name is Unona or Ununa something like that I don't, I'm sorry if I can't pronounce it correctly so it's actually Adolf Unona we call it Unona yeah this just goes with all the things that people have been saying, like 2020 has been a fucking mental year and now Adolf Hitler has won another election. But I wish this geezer all the luck. He won his election by an absolute landslide. I think it was 85% of the votes. That's some high figures. So people must be seeing sank in him. So hopefully he's a good guy and hopefully he does everything that he promised and doesn't try to do anything that the original Adolf done. Going back to sport. I want to talk about this one of Mayweather versus Logan Paul. Now, this has been officially dated for the 20th of February, and it's going to be a special exhibition. Mayweather is 43, and he retired from boxing with a 50-0 record. He must be fucking burning through money to need this fight. I know he's called Floyd Money Mayweather, but it seems like it's Floyd I've Got No Money Mayweather, because why the hell would he need this fight? Why would he fight a guy that towers over him, is going to outweigh him? You know, I don't see Logan Paul being able to get down to a weight. So they're going to have to have, Mayweather's going to have to step up. Logan Paul, no matter what you say about him, he could be a prick, he could be this, that and the other, but he's a big guy. And I don't see him being able to get down to Mayweather's weight. I see them having to find a middle ground. To me, this just seems like a little bit of a lose-lose. You know, if Mo, you know, if Mayweather goes in there, and absolutely destroys Logan. It's going to be, oh, Logan's just a YouTuber. You're a professional boxer. You're 50-0 on your record. What did you expect was going to happen? You know, you're just a bum. Fight someone else. If Logan if Logan beats him, it's a case of, oh, you should have never got in there. You've only done it for the money. I just really don't know what's going through Floyd's head. Like, yeah, it's business. This is money. But Forbes stated that between 2010 and 2019, he raked in... £698.3 million. That was $915 million for that decade. There is no way 
that someone who brought in that amount of money would need to fight a YouTuber. The guy must be bankrupt. It's got to be. This has got to be a complete farce. Boxing is becoming a sport that no longer needs talent. It needs names. Like, I love KSI. I love his videos on YouTube. I think he's funny. I think he's a good guy. But when he fought Logan Paul for a professional fight, it started to get a bit silly. Like, yeah, you can do it amateur. Keep your head guards on. That's absolutely fine. But when you go professional, you're, you're degrading the name of a professional boxer. At the same time, you know, if they're going to do a professional fight and they're going to fight other people that are in their career, by that I mean KSI fighting Logan Paul, they're both YouTubers who have become boxers, inverted commas, that's better than them actually fighting boxers because I don't see where the appeal is in it for anybody. But there we go, that's just me. Yeah, it's probably going to happen. Logan's probably going to get not cleaned out. He's not going to get knocked out, is he? But he's going to get outboxed and he's going to lose on points. We all know what's going to happen. He's going to come out absolutely swinging at the start. Mayweather's just going to ride that wave and then just beat him. Right, let's talk about these monoliths again. Because since the one in America, I think it was Utah, these have been popping up and disappearing all over the world. And recently, one has popped up in the Isle of Wight. Because they say it bores startling similarities to the ones that were seen in America. And how was the other one? Yeah, Romania. The other one's in Romania. And it's just all a bit strange, isn't it? It says the highly polished monolith has suddenly appeared on the Isle of Wight weeks after similar structures mysteriously appeared in other locations around the world. A dog walker is believed to have been the first to discover the metallic structure standing on the beach in the early hours of Sunday, December 6th. The Isle of Wight monolith has a pointed top which is similar to the one discovered in Utah desert in the US last month. Further monoliths have appeared on top of a mountain in California on a hill in Romania in recent weeks. Mr Dunford, who was a person who, who found the monolith on the Isle of Wight, says, quote, it's someone playing a practical joke. I don't think it's any of these conspiracy theories, end quote. That's fine, but why do they pop up everywhere? And all over the world, it seems very strange, very, very strange. Talking of strange... How about a half-naked man seen humping trees and eating their branches? A man was arrested for humping trees and nibbling their branches. They say he may have been under they say he may have been under the influence of some sort of drugs. No fucking shit. Like some normal geezer just go around sticking his dick in trees. I don't know. I've seen a lot of weird shit men can do. And when they get the urge, they see a hole and they fill it. But police were called to reports of a half-dressed man in a garden who was humping trees, screaming and eating branches, just before 3pm on Thursday, November 12th. When officers arrived, the half-naked suspect, who they say was, quote, acting irrationally, end quote. Yeah, he was fucking a tree. He disappeared into a nearby house. The terrified occupants of that house left almost immediately, according to police report. Yeah, if some half-naked geezer that I probably have seen humping a tree outside my window run into my house, I'm probably going to get out as well. Eventually, the suspect identified as 36-year-old John Figner emerged from the house and was quickly taken into custody. Arresting officers say that the suspect spat at them and tried to kick them as they ushered him into the patrol car. He was probably lucky he didn't get shot, to be honest. It seems like this geezer was barking up the wrong tree. And last but not least, as it's Christmas, I thought I'd add a Christmas story. 
Now, I don't know if the rest of the world does the same thing, but in the UK, we have this thing called Elf on a Shelf. So this is where you have a, a dull elf you get out at Christmas. It's supposed to be one of Santa's elves that come to check on the children to see if they've been good. And at night, when they're asleep, they come alive and they do things. And then during the daytime, they just sit still, don't move, and just watch. Now, normally, you do things called the naughty elf. So let's say while the kids were asleep, he... Ate a load of chocolate, so you would open the chocolates, you would eat them yourself, of course, because the elf can't fucking move, and you'd put the wrappers around him. So when the kid wakes up, he sees, oh, the elf has ate all my chocolate, you know, all that sort of shit. Stuff like that, and it's called the naughty elf. But this mum has played a cruel prank on their five-year-old. They had roast chicken, and then when the kid went to bed, they got the bones of said roast chicken, and they arranged them out to look like a skeleton. They then had a doll of the Grinch, who they placed next to the skeletal remains of the elf with a knife and fork, and they sprayed fake blood, I think it was ketchup, around it. So when the kid woke up, they looked for the elf, and all they found was bones that looked like the Grinch had eaten it. it the news story says the kid cried for an hour and a half until the mum showed him that the elf was fine, it was just in a cupboard, it was just a prank. But that is fucking terrifying, this kid is five years old. And thinks that this doll has been eaten by the Grinch. Apparently he hates the Grinch now. Grinch is not allowed anywhere near any of the elves in the house. There's another couple of pictures. I don't know it's from her. But on this news article it's got the picture of the elf. But then it has other pictures like. you know, I don't know if the people know the carrots from the Aldi adverts. It's got them in a saucepan with a couple of elves. With the Grinch standing next to it with a slotted spoon. Like a wooden spoon. It's also got the elf tied up with some tinsel with the Grinch standing next to it. And there's one picture of the elf within the, a bed, and the Grinch has got a syringe on the elf's arm. Now, if they're all from the same mother, then I don't know if this is genius or, like, call child support sort of deal. But I think this is brilliant. Like, have a bit of fun with it. If the kid's fine, yeah, add a bit of a tear, but he's come around. If the kid's fine, why not? Like, everyone's just snowflakes nowadays. Like, it says... um, yeah, of course, the, the mother put it on Facebook because they thought it was funny. And someone said, that's a bit cruel, you shouldn't do that. Another said, I'm not surprised he was traumatised. It's not a nice joke to pay to play on... Sorry, fucking hell. I'm not surprised he was traumatised. It's not a nice joke to play for a child. I think it's not a nice joke to play on a child. I think that's why it fucked. You know, it's up to the mother, innit? If they deem it to be okay, then fucking let it happen. Right, and I think that's it for this episode of The Broadsheet. I hope you enjoyed it. And of course, again, I apologize for not uploading an episode on Friday, but that episode will be this Friday. I can assure you of that. If you've enjoyed the episode, you can leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to your podcast. It would hugely help me. If you'd like to contact me to, you know, to tell me how shit I am or say you enjoyed it, just to say hello, you know, any of that sort of stuff, you can do so on Facebook and Instagram. Facebook at Dead Behind the Eyes, Instagram at Dead Behind the Eyes Podcast. Of course, they'll be in the description below. Or you can email me at dbte.podcast at gmail.com. So that's Dead Behind the Eyes, the first letters of that, dot podcast at gmail.com. This episode has been hosted, written, produced by me, William Robbins. Music was by Adam Vitovsky and Darren Curtis. 
Hope you enjoyed. Hope you listen again. And this has been Dead Behind the Eyes. <laughs>